Welcome to the Millionaire Maker Show, a podcast helping online coaches monetize their life's work and scale their businesses to create more time, more money, more freedom, and more impact. Now, with over 20 years of business building, coaching, and consulting experience, here's your host, author, speaker, and creator of the Millionaire Maker Coaching Funnel, Lindsay Anderson. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Millionaire Maker Show. I am your host, resident 20-year veteran expert in building highly profitable online businesses, Lindsay Anderson. Welcome to The Millionaire Maker Show. I'm so excited for today's episode. You're in for a real treat. On this episode, I will be interviewing Content That Converts member Mary Zarnecki. And during today's episode, we focus on one important question. And that is, how do you stand out online in this sea of people? It's easier than ever to get into an online business and look like an expert coach. How do you actually go online and stand out? That's exactly what Mary and I are covering on this episode of the Millionaire Maker Show. You do not want to miss it. Now, because Mary is a Content That Converts member, we talk about some of my most powerful strategies. We talk about the One True Client methodology. We talk about the social media black book strategy. And one of my favorites and the most powerful tool in my marketing arsenal, that is my invite-only event strategy. You can hear it straight from Mary right here. It's a powerful system. And speaking of which, I'm so excited to to announce and put this on your calendar coming up on November 6th, I will be giving my unlaunch method workshop. This is a five day powerful workshop where I will be giving you my entire system on how I create social media content at scale that brings in a consistent stream of high quality leads for my business. And this works for any social media channel, whether you're on TikTok or on Instagram or on LinkedIn, it doesn't matter. When you show up online using, I'll be teaching this entire strategy starting November 6th, what you want to do is head over to theunlaunchmethod.com. Put in your name and email and listen up. Don't just listen to this on replay, okay? This is something that people pay me thousands of dollars to know. This is my 20 years of experience in crafting a highly strategic process that works that will help you post online without wasting tons of time. It shows you how to show up authentically online and actually bring those individuals into your coaching program. And it's awesome. And the best part about it is, is that it will stand the test of time. This doesn't matter what social media platform you're on. And it doesn't matter if the algorithms change when you post using these models that I will show you in the unlaunch method workshop. You will always have high quality leads coming into your business. So no more exhausting launches or expensive ads, no more wasted hours on social media, no more capping your growth due to a lack of high quality leads. The answer is in the unlaunch method workshop, mark your calendar, plan on being live, plan on interacting that entire week with myself so that you really get a deep understanding of what I'm teaching in this workshop. If you pick that up, and you employ what I teach you in that workshop, your 2024 will be 
the best year that you have ever had. And you will no longer have to figure out how to get your referrals to refer people to you or what to post on social or how much are you going to spend on ad spend? No, when you do social media, like I show you in the unlaunch method workshop, all of your other marketing strategies work 10 times better. Okay. Your emails work better. Your ads work better. Anything else you're doing works better. And not only that social media becomes your number one lead source. So secure your spot, the unlaunched method workshop. I'm very excited to be giving this workshop. You do not want to miss it. Now let's talk about today's interview with miss Mary Zarnecki. Mary works for big brands like Estee Lauder and Starbucks. Let's hop into this powerful interview with Miss Mary Zarnecki. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Millionaire Maker Show. I'm so excited to welcome today's guest, Miss Mary Zarnecki. We're going to be talking today about how to find your uniqueness and your personal brand, which is really important in today's day and age with ChatGPT making us all sound the same and really in order to sell coaching and to sell high ticket coaching programs, you need to be able to be putting your uniqueness and personal brand out there. It is more important than ever. Mary, I'm so excited to welcome you to the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. When we kind of talked about the very best way to highlight your expertise, you really zeroed in on this finding uniqueness and personal brand. Can you tell me what that represents to you or what your experience with that has been? But yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, I think it, it all comes down to the fact that no matter what we do or sell or what we're trying to put out into the world, most likely there's probably going to be other people doing the same thing we're doing. And if we want to create a successful business, if we want to be able to create impact in this world, we need to make sure that the audience that we're trying to be meaningful to finds meaning in what we have to say. So tell me how that blends in with like finding your uniqueness or how do we know which part of our uniqueness will actually attract those clients to us? I think the best thing to do is it comes from two parts, right? It's deeply understanding who it is that you really want to work with, who you really want to uh, get connected to, who you want to serve, who your audience is, and what do they really care most about? But then using that as the filter to think about, well, what can I, what can I uniquely deliver? What am I really good at? And how do I do things just a little bit different? So that uniqueness comes from really unpacking and, and digging into what is it that you really do well that's even just slightly different than anyone else who's doing something similar to what you're providing does? Um, but the key is then thinking about it through that filter, through the eyes of your audience, because it may be different, but it also has to be valuable to that audience you want to you wanna connect. Do you have an example you could give us on that? As an example, uh, you know, my husband owns a restaurant here in Oregon wine country. And there are now several different fine dining restaurants that, you know, for us foodies, you know, can, can go and, and try some new foods and have a fantastic experience. But it's been very important to him and, and to the restaurant to figure out, well, what are those few things that we do differently that really delight and that really engage our specific diner, right? Our specific guest. And a couple of those things that really set him apart 
and that we know set him apart because we hear it from our guests all the time is number one, he actually, as the chef, will go out and check on tables. Now, obviously, if you have a 200 seat restaurant, that's going to be a little bit difficult. But as a benefit of having a destination based restaurant, fine dining restaurant, he's able to actually make that connection. And he's heard time and time again that that's really set the experience apart from any other fine dining experience in the in the minds of his guests. Um, and then the other thing is having a specialty. We, you know, he specializes in wild mushrooms and truffles. And so those are things that can create that memory, that can create that unique association that makes him and the, his restaurant stand out in the minds of people who might be thinking, oh, well, where should I go out? What have I heard about? What, what are reviews saying online? Who should I decide to basically invest my time and money with? Yeah, I like that. And if, and if we really, Mary, bring that back to like coaching, it's something that I always teach, which is if you go and find even one example, I call it your one true client, one perfect customer, and you get this kind of information from them, and then you basically can integrate it into your brand and repeat it back you will find that other people will really resonate with that. And that's how you can get really granular on it. Has that been your experience? Absolutely. I think that that teaching that you've got and, and to really find that one true person and not just making it up, right? One of the things I love about what you're, you encourage people to do, Lindsay, is, is really going to find an actual person and having an, an conversation with them. Because the words that you're going to get from that conversation, the way that they describe their pain or what they're looking for, what they value, those are the words, like you say, you really want to use. That if you can you can deliver on that in a unique way, that's what's really going to set you apart. Yeah. A lot of times people will just default to, oh, it's me. I, of course, know my one true client because I am my one true client, but we can't really market to ourselves. We're way too close to the problem. And then the other law people break is, oh, I like the way Deborah said this to me and the way, you know, Joe did this. And you kind of Frankenstein these people together. But the crazy thing for me, and it works time and time again, that if you even find one real person in your experience and they're saying something to you, simply repeating that back and blending that into your personal brand, people fall into groups. There are so many other people that feel that exact same way. A hundred percent. That having that real person that you can really pinpoint and identify is so, so important. And it also allows you to avoid one of the most common traps I see when I'm working with people on their personal brand or on, you know, defining their unique message is they come up with something that's meaningful to them, but not to that that person, right? Not to that person that they're trying to connect with or they're trying to attract as their their coaching clients, right? So we can think it's special. We can be excited about it. We can feel unique about it but it has to still be valuable to them, right? And I think that's the one trap that people fall into is sometimes we think, oh, well, I do it this way and that's really great and amazing. But you have to ask that question, well, but it, did they find it amazing? Is it something that they're going to value or not? I mean, as much as we would like to think our coaching businesses are about us, we have to get out of the way and we have to really start talking to our clients and understanding what they're saying because they're the customers and not ourselves. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's one thing, too, where I think, um, you know, as a as a coach, especially in this day and age, trying to differentiate, trying to 
you know, bring forward what's unique about us, it's it's important to to make sure that not only are we asking that question, well, what's important to them, what's valuable to them, but am I solving the biggest pain for them? Right. So as a coach, no matter what your specialty area is, you're you're solving some problem for someone, right? You're getting them from the before picture to the after picture. And you're probably going to hear people complain about certain things or, you know, express dissatisfactions with certain things. But the really sophisticated coaches I've seen do this really well, they start to prioritize those, right? They start to pick through and be able to determine, okay, well, which is the most important? Which one do I really need to position myself as the solution to solve? Yes. And tell me if this resonates with you. I find that people really struggle with this process or overcomplicate it. The way I teach it is you can set up what's called a one true client interview and you can literally just ask your perfect clients these questions and get the answers that you're seeking. It doesn't really have to be this huge guessing game or this huge testing thing. You can literally just go out and ask. Is that is that what you teach in order to find these problems? A hundred percent. I mean, it's it's so funny. It sounds simple, but it really is. I mean, I I have the honor and privilege of working with some very large global brands like Estee Lauder and Starbucks coming in and training their marketing teams. And I also love working with the small local entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. And it, when it comes down to it, whether you're a huge global brand or a small local business, just having a conversation with someone can be gold, right? Just having the ability to ask those questions, get the answer in their words. That's really what you're looking for. And honestly, I'll tell you, the big brands are jealous of the small brands, right? <laughs> they wish that they had the personal opportunity, the personal connection that we had with our audience. Oh, interesting. Can you expound on that a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's interesting because when I'm working with small, you know, small businesses or even solopreneurs, there's always a, a question, okay, how can I use more automation? How can I use AI? How can I scale? How can I get more reach? But it is funny when I'm in the room with some of these larger brands, their questions are actually, how can I get more personal? How can I actually really connect deeper with my audience? How can I, if I'm, you know, if I have all of these thousands of people that I'm quote unquote having conversations with or digital engagements with, how can I really make sure that I'm still in tune with what they really need now, as opposed to having to rely on market research that might be months, years, even at sometimes decades old. So I've definitely heard from brand managers, vice presidents of marketing at, at large organizations, really, they're challenged by this desire to want to understand at a deeper level, at a personal level, their audiences, which I think a small business owner and a solopreneur really has the advantage in. And I think it comes also down to, especially when you're selling coaching and high ticket coaching, it's all about intimacy. Long gone are the days where you can sell a high ticket coaching program without without actually having like an intimate connection with people and remembering the people's side. And that's really what coaching is. A hundred percent. Yeah, that that intimacy, that connection that they they really feel like you see them for for who they are, where they are now, that you're able to meet them at that level, I think is is just gold. Can you, so we talk a little bit about personal brand. You mentioned uh, common traps. A common trap for a personal brand is they are, they're talking about like what's meaningful to them. Do you have any other common traps that you actually see 
people falling into that you could enlighten us with? For sure. I think one of the other common traps I see is um, <laughs> the comparison game, right? I mean, it's it's funny because as we are consumers of content ourselves, sometimes we start to get fed a lot of um, content from people in our same space, right? So if we're a coach, we're probably seeing a lot of ads and content from other coaches or, um, you know, others in our market. And I think it's really important to really take a you know, conscious approach to filtering some of that out so that as we're creating content, as we're bringing our message forward, we don't in unintentionally start to sound like everyone else, right? I think for when I work with my clients, one of the things that we we try to install in their practice is really kind of checking how often are we consuming content versus creating content and who are we allowing? How are we creating that filter to make sure that we we aren't taking in this content and then, you know, kind of unintentionally even blending that in the way that we're showing up. Um, and part of that can be overcome by really getting clear on what are your authority topics, right? What is the topic that you are going to be known for, that you're excited to talk about, and that your audience needs to hear from you? What do, what do they need to hear from you in order to know that it's right to take the next step to to work with you or or learn more from you, stay in your orbit? I like that taking a real conscious approach and remembering that everybody is saying a bunch of stuff on social media and it's really like you can't you, you kind of have to uh, focus on your very own brand and not take your eye off the prize or where you're headed. A hundred percent. Right. And it's it's also, you know, I I firmly believe and I know there are people who disagree with me, but I think it's so much more important to to stay consistent with a platform and you know, just a couple things that you want to be known for rather than trying to be everywhere, right? I mean, I I know how overwhelming it can be, even if you have a marketing team helping you or VA is helping you create content. I, I'm a firm believer of creating, you know, staking your ground, creating your space and really showing up for your people consistently there. I love that. I love that. Tell me when someone comes up to you, let's say they're just brand new, Mary, and they're just like personal brand. I know I need it. But what does that even mean? How would you respond to that? I think for me, it's I try to draw the, you know, the comparison between brands that they love. Right. So um, I have gotten that question from people, you know, I don't need a personal brand and I'm not, you know, I'm not starting the next, you know, Spanx or something like that. I don't need to be Sarah Blakely. Um, and I guess my my response is always, well, tell me the last, you know, brand that you remember buying something from or a brand that you consistently buy something from why when you think of that brand what it, what emotions come to you what what memories do you have associated with that brand that's really what we're trying to create here is is because there are other options right there are other coaches they could choose to work with in your space why should they choose you and that personal brand allows those memories to be formed those associations to be formed so that Maybe today they're not ready, right? They're not ready to say yes. But next week, two weeks from now, three months from now, when they are ready, when they're, we're at that point of this is the time for me to make that decision, you've created a relationship with them. You've formed memories. You've formed associations. You've um, built something with them through your personal brand. That personal brand creates those associations, those memories, those Things that they can think of to say, oh, okay, that's right. They talked about this and I felt this way when I watched their video or when I 
consumed their content or every time I get an email, I feel like they're just speaking into my brain. That's what a personal brand can really do for you as opposed to just blending into the rest of the noise. Yeah. And it really just creates that intimacy that you're looking for. And that's really what sells coaching businesses. 100%. What, so what tips, what tips do you have around uh, creating a strong personal brand? I always like to do, uh, you know, start simple that you can get fancy and complicated later. I always am a big fan of, like you said, your recommendation to really have that conversation with that real uh, core target audience, really understand, okay, what is going to matter to them? What do they want to hear from me? Then use that filter to make that list of, okay, what is it that I do differently? What experiences do I have? What skills do I have? What certifications or education do I have that's unique or that's relatively unique? And then how does that match to those things that they value? And then deciding, you know, based on those two things coming together, where are you going to show up and talk about that? So really picking that platform and creating that visibility plan, not making it overcomplicated or overwhelming to start, but just, you know, what is that one platform you're going to show up on? And I, I, Love it when people just pick something small to start with. If this is new, right? If we have someone who's just at the beginning of their journey and creating a personal brand, just saying, okay, you know, I know my people in order to take the next step with me need to understand these three things, right? What do they need to know, do, believe, understand in order to really be ready to work with me? Therefore, I'm going to be sharing that on this platform, right? And just pick the one and stick with it. I love it. I hear you just say, keep it simple. Don't overthink it. Uh, have those conversations and then just stick, be, just be very simple about it and intentional. Exactly. Yep. Just pick, pick a couple topics, maybe a platform and, and just start with that consistency, but start simple. Very nice. Very nice. I would love to ask you a couple of questions about your successful coaching business. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about uh, where you started in your coaching business and why you started it? For sure. So um, I started actually kind of fairly organically. I have spent most of my career in corporate marketing uh, with brands like Johnson & Johnson and WebMD. Um, and for me, it was one of those things, being married to a, a small business owner and entrepreneur. I ended up speaking to a lot of small business owners here locally and just started getting that question, hey, you know marketing. <laughs> Can you right. give me some advice on X, Y, and Z? And so I, I found my love for coaching and, and working with businesses and um, business owners and leaders uh, through just answering some of those questions organically. But looking back on it, what I realized that allowed me to do was figure out which of those questions I really could answer well, but actually enjoyed answering. And so I think it, it helps me avoid a, one of the traps I see all you know, some coaches fall into, which is sometimes we fall into doing something because we're good at it, not necessarily because we enjoy it. <laughs> oh, yes, that's really good information. Yeah. So for me, that that was kind of the original um, start of it. And then for me, it was really about just honing in on exactly what you you tell us to do, which is to make sure we know exactly who it is we want to serve and how we are going to show up for them. So to create a container that that I knew I could deliver value in, get them quick results, um, but that also was, you know, sustainable for the life I wanted to create. And so what are those questions that you like to answer, Mary? For sure. Well, I mean, the personal branding and how do I 
stand out? How do I make myself unique? Are definitely some of the ones that when I hear people asking those questions, I know those are my people. Uh, for me also, it's starting um, to make that next leap, right? So a lot of coaches, a lot of small business owners will get into business because they are great at something and they can add value and they're making this incredible impact in the lives of their clients. And then they reach a certain level of success and feel stuck. I love getting people unstuck. When people have reached a certain level of success and they're like, okay, what I was doing isn't working anymore and I don't know why. Those are the kind of problems I love solving. How do you currently do that? Do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? Do you have a group coaching program? Share a little bit about how you currently help people. Definitely. I work with my clients in a variety of different ways. Um, right now, I am working with people one-on-one, -on -one, but like any coach, I can only work with so many people one-on-one. -on -one. So I do um, offer uh, group containers. Um, so those I do uh, typically um, several times a year, usually focus on a specific topic. But the nice thing is what I've found being a participant and a leader of group programs is sometimes being in a group is what what we need because we don't even have words to put to the question we want to ask ourselves. So hearing someone else ask the question um, is a huge benefit I've found in the group programs that I've led. Um, and then I do do training and workshops. So for those who aren't really ready to, to jump into actual uh, coaching, uh, sometimes I find that there are people who just, just need the tool set. Um, and so I also run uh, training, open trainings for ind independent business owners and solopreneurs, as well as for their teams. Very, very cool. When you do those one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, do you typically enroll people through an enrollment call and then you do some sort of bespoke solution for them? Or do you have like fixed prices? What does that look like? So yes, when I'm working with people one-on-one, -on -one, um, all of those would be a, a personal conversation because I want to make sure that you know, I really feel like I'm the right match for you and and we're a good fit. Um, and so I find that I have a, a methodology <laughs> that I that I uh, usually help people wa work through. But the nice thing is about working with people one on one, I'm able to add uh, that customization to make sure that it's off the shelf, but then personalized for where they are now. Can you share with us a little bit about that methodology that you just mentioned? There are typically like three topics that I'll work on um, and have an approach for each. So, for example, if there's a, a professional or business owner coach that wants to work on, for example, their authority platform and personal brand, the approach we'll take is similar to what we talked about, right? Deeply understanding their audience, then coming up with that audience driven, audience centric messaging. And then step three, really developing that visibility plan and platform. So that's my general approach and, and methodology that I'll walk through with any given client, but understanding that some people may come to me with absolutely nothing built, and some people may have been building their personal brand for years. I can still take that methodology, and um, I've seen great success using it with people who are both experienced as well as inexperienced. Can you share your experience with having a methodology that you guide people through and the real strength that has been in your coaching business? Uh, for me, what it helps me avoid is that that trap of having to reinvent the wheel every single time I work with someone. So I know that there are certain minimum viable steps that we need to take in order to get you from here to there, right? From the before picture to the after picture. And those are the minimum viable steps that I've used to make up my signature systems, my signature methodologies. Um, and for me, it allows me to 
to make sure we stay on track. Um, because like a lot of coaches like you, I'm sure, uh, sometimes what I hear from people is, um, as we start to work together and we're, you know, several, several sessions in, sometimes it's my job to really remember that, remind them and help them remember where is it that you actually wanted to go? What was the goal that you said you wanted to achieve for yourself? And I've had clients even say, you know, I think Mary, half the time I'm paying you just to, to help me stay on track, right? Help remind me of where I wanted to go and keep me from getting distracted. Um, and so that's what that, that methodology, that repeatable process gives me. I love the way you put that. That is a lot of what coaching is, is to remind people what they really want and to stay on track and methodologies make coaching easier to sell. And it really helps get a better outcome for your clients as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. Tell me, Mary, what's working now for you in marketing and sales as far as how are you attracting? What's your secret sauce for attracting high quality clients to your coaching business right now? For me, I, I think it's a combination um, of relationship networking, um, really b putting myself um, into conversations, giving my, myself the you know, reasons to reach out. And one of those is, um, is something that you recommend a lot, I know, which is the event, right? That invitation only event where I'm not looking for 100 people to get on this huge webinar. I am inviting a curated group of people to join me for a, a very specific topic um, that I know is very timely and relevant, right? And actually adding value, giving them um, real value during that session and then inviting them if there was something that, you know, I may have answered some questions but brought up others that let's hop on a call. Let's figure out whether it would make sense to work together or not. Um, so for me, that's been a, a huge generator um, for my business. That's awesome. I can't speak highly enough about those invite-only events. It's a really huge marketing asset that you can pull out of your back pocket and use time and time again to get those perfect clients into your like into a conversation, and then you can actually prescribe to them what you know based on their needs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think that it really helps me avoid that. You know. <laughs> rushing into, oh, I need to find the answer now. And instead of taking that moment, embracing the power of the pause and really listening to them articulate what they want. I love that. When you said on relationships and you said, it really gives me a reason to reach out. Can you expound on that comment a bit? Yeah. So I think that one of the things that I had to learn the hard way was that content creation isn't just a one-way conversation that I was underutilizing the content I was putting out to use it to kind of see who was signaling to me, oh, you said something that was interesting or you said something that was meaningful to me. But actually putting content out and then not just dropping it and leaving it, but going back to it, seeing who's engaging, seeing who's asking questions, and then using that as an opportunity to, to continue the conversation, right? To reach out, to uh, show up in their world, to, to ask them, you know, great. I saw that you, you asked this question or you thought that this post was helpful. You know, I've heard some people ask, you know, follow on question. Is that a question that you have as well? So really just thinking about both that invitation only event, as well as the way that I'm showing up online, the content that I'm putting out online as a, as an invitation to start a conversation instead of it just being a billboard. 
I love that, Mary. Yeah, I call that the good old-fashioned content drop and run where we really want to be approaching social media as as a black book. Hey, I posted this, you liked it, and it can really open up the opportunity for a, a conversation and conversations always equal clients. So you can't be you know, shy. And if your social media isn't working, it's probably because you're not really acknowledging that there are people on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, one of the other things I've I've had a lot of fun with recently, too, is so often I was feeling pressured to show up as the smart marketer, right, or as the as the coach. And I wanted a container. I felt I found myself even craving a container where we could just have a reason to have a conversation or have a continued conversation that was less pressure. Um, so I actually, in addition to the more you know educational events, I've also started hosting um, a fairly regular event that I, I personally call um, wine and networking because basically uh-huh. it's an opportunity just to get on, connect some of my favorite people that are in my world. Um, and because I live in wine country and I'm married to a fourth generation chef and I geek out on food and wine, uh, I invite people to jump on, meet each other. And then we also uh, get to share a few tips and tricks about wine and food pairing. Is it fair to summarize your philosophies around getting more coaching clients as relationships and the human touch? A hundred percent. Yeah. For me, it's 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 really that that connection, right? That personal connection. Yep. Yes. So my final question for you, Mary, now that you're this far into your coaching business, is there one thing you wish you would have known back when you started that you could share with us? <laughs> oh, so many things. <laughs> Every um, I would probably say if I was going to narrow it down to the one, uh, is really be aware of what is actually working versus what is just busy work. Um, and it's okay not to do everything. It's okay to say, okay, I feel like I should be doing X, Y, and Z, or, or I'm seeing these other coaches do X, Y, and Z. But I know that this other thing I'm doing in my business is working. It's okay it's okay to make it easy. It's okay to make it simple. Um, and if it works for you, that's all that matters. I love that. Mary, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. You've really uh, opened up the door, shared a lot of really helpful hints. Before I let you go, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. How can we find you and anything else you'd like the audience to know? Best place to find me, I try to make it easy on people, is literally just my name. So maryzarnicki.com. Um, I usually share some behind the scenes in uh, wine country, uh, my business and mom life over on Instagram, um, and then uh, more uh, educational materials over on LinkedIn. Those are the two best platforms to find me. Awesome. Thank you, Mary, for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much for having me. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mary as much as I did. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Millionaire Maker Show. Before I let you go, make sure you head over to theunlaunchmethod.com and get signed up for my five-day workshop. Well, I will be sharing with you many of these powerful strategies that you heard Mary right here in this interview talk about how impactful they have been for her and her business. I'll be showing you exactly how to do that over at the Unlaunch Method Workshop. All you need to do is head over to theunlaunchmethod.com. So a big thank you to everybody for listening into this podcast episode today. If you enjoy the podcast, please hop out and leave us a review so I know that you're getting value out here. Thank you again for listening in. 
Cheers to you and your success. Thank you for listening to The Millionaire Maker Show with master business coach and creator of The Millionaire Maker Coaching Funnel, Lindsay Anderson. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Until next time.